Hello, friends. Welcome to Level Up with Debbie Neal. I am your host. There is nowhere I would rather be than right here, right now with you. This podcast is all about leveling up in all aspects of our lives. Thank you for being here. I am so grateful. I'm excited to be on this journey with you. Together, we are leveling up. You ready? Hello, my Level Up friends. Welcome to the official first episode. My name is Debbie Neal, and I am your host of Level Up. Thank you for being here. On today's episode, my goal is for you to get to know me a little bit better, where I came from, what brought me here, what I bring to the table, so we can build that relationship and grow together. So again, thank you for being here. Every day of our life until this point has played a valuable role in who we all are today. Every day from this point on is a blank slate. We have the ability to create our future. One of my visions for this podcast is to get to know one another and grow together on this journey. I'm going to spend time today sharing with you who am I, what is my background, and again, what led me here. One of my intentions is for you to get to know me. My name is Debbie Neal. I'm 49 years old. I'm turning 50 this year, which is really hard for me to even wrap my brain around in my mind. I'm 25. I am absolutely committed to developing myself into my best self. No matter what we do in life, whether it is professionally, personally, success is a result of committing to personal growth and discovery. Our goal is to always be evolving and becoming. When I reflect on my 49 years, so many things have unpacked me and my life. And that includes great things, special things, things that seemed insignificant at the time, hard things and painful things. As we grow, so does our perspective. I have so much gratitude for my life. I have always been a hard worker. I've always had grit. I come from a fabulous family. My parents created a great life for me, and I love them so much. I really felt like I wanted for nothing. One of the best virtues that was instilled in me at a young age is work ethic. I had my very first job at 13 years old. I worked at a bakery in my hometown. I grew up in Greenlawn, New York on Long Island, if you couldn't tell that. And this was the only place that would hire me without working papers. I worked Saturdays and Sundays. And you guys, my shift began at 5.30 a.m., probably because nobody else wanted to work at that time. I didn't care. I was eager to work. Looking back now, I see the significance of that. I was developing discipline. Who wants to get up at 4.45 a.m. at 13 years old on Saturdays and Sundays to work? The hungry do. From that point on, I've always worked. I was very blessed and fortunate to have my college paid for by my parents. As a parent... I have a new perspective. I now see how fortunate I really was, and I'm so grateful. My college was paid for, but here's the thing. My spending money was not. That was my responsibility. And I can remember sometimes feeling resentment. 
I had friends with credit cards that were paid for by their parents. And sadly, I have to admit that there were times, instead of focusing on gratitude, that I was focusing on, why not me? I was focused on having to versus getting to. So meaning like I had to work for that spending money. And as we grow our mindset, we see the gifts. I look back now and I realize I got to work. Like it was a privilege. I got to create independence. I got to develop a work ethic. You know, like I get to, I got to. I got to appreciate the value of a dollar. And there was a few lessons there for me. And I have such a different set of eyes now. My parents could have afforded to give me a credit card, but how brilliant that they didn't. What they gave me was so much more valuable than a credit card that they paid. They gave me opportunity and the ability to create an income versus receive money. Another lesson I have to admit, I wasn't as grateful about it then as I am now. Money handed to me without work could have, yes, bought me a few things. Building a work ethic and a hunger to hustle can build skills to set you up for life. I worked retail throughout high school, mainly to get a discount at my favorite stores, but also obviously to earn money. In college, I worked very hard over the summers, so I didn't have to work during the school year. I worked five days a week at the Carillon Nursing Home, which was a nursing home in my hometown where I grew up. My mom got me the job there. She was a front desk receptionist and loved the family who owned the nursing home. I worked in the housekeeping department. And I'm stressing that because it wasn't glamorous, but it paid well. You guys, I wore green scrubs. So when I went to the deli in the morning to get my egg sandwich, I appeared like I could be a nurse or a doctor. I'm not saying I was ashamed of what I was doing, but it wasn't my lifelong goal. But it wasn't glamorous, but it paid well. You know, when I was going to work, my goal was to maximize my earning potential. So here's the thing. I could have gotten a job that was less effort and possibly a bit cooler. But here's the thing. I wasn't looking for easy. I was looking for worth it. And looking back now, another life lesson, instead of hanging out at the beach or sleeping in, I was waking up at 5.30 a.m. willing to work. And I gave this job 100%. And you know what? This wasn't my career path or something that I wanted to do after my summers. But this is one of my beliefs. Our level of excellence our standards are created by us. And remember, how we do anything is how we do everything. I also have insane gratitude and respect for the amazing people who do that job and other jobs just like it. My hat goes off to you. I worked at the nursing home five days a week. And in addition, I was working there from 7 a.m. till 4. Then I was a cocktail waitress five nights a week. So after hearing that, you might think, okay, she didn't have much of a life, a social life at all over the summers while she was going to college. I don't think I want my summers to look like that. But here's the thing. Looking back, all I remember was the fun. I remember the fun I had over the summers. I don't remember working so much because it was leading me to a goal to save money over the school year so I didn't have to work the months I was in college. And that was inspiring to me. I also learned how to use my time more wisely. So when I was off, when I was with my friends, it was quality time. I learned at an early age how to maximize my day, work hard, and fully enjoy my time off. 
as a result of working so much over the summer, it allowed me the opportunity not to work during the school year. I saved so much money over the summer that it carried me through. And as a result, I truly just enjoyed that time. So here's another lesson. Put in the time, make the sacrifices, be willing to be out of balance so you can enjoy seasons in your life. As I reflect back over my life to let you know who I am and what brought me here, I also want to share my love for tennis and my tennis background. I come from a tennis family on my father's side. My grandfather was in the U.S. Open, and back then, I believe it was called the U.S. Championship. I had a tennis racket in my hand at a very young age. I went to tennis camp for eight hours a day over summers for most of my childhood and into my teen years. I played competitively, then taught as a tennis pro for years. In tennis, here's the thing, it is very common that your backhand is weaker than your forehand. Mine was too until I decided to change that. Instead of thinking and choosing the thought, well, this is the case. I mean, most people's backhand is weaker than their forehand. That's the way it is. Here, I drew a line in the sand that being average or like most wasn't nearly as fun as applying the extra effort, the extra degree, and investing the time to get better. I had zero interest in being average and decided to remove myself from that category. I practiced for hours every day. My backhand eventually dominated my forehand. My weakness became my power. Tennis was huge in my life, like so many other athletes. I did not play the sport as a hobby. I did not play to dabble. And there's nothing wrong if that's why some people play some sports. But I want you to know me. I played to level up my game and I came to that court to dominate. I went on that court every time with focus and a deep obsession to play my very best. If I was going to be there for however many minutes or hours, I was going to give it all that I had. And I loved playing against people that were seated higher than me, ranked higher than me. It forced me in a good way how to play to win I was on that court with absolutely nothing to lose. I left it all behind and believed I was going to win. And this is where mindset is everything. What if you were expected, and I want you to kind of like look at that word in parentheses, what if you were expected to lose? Here's what I want you to know. If you can conceive it, you can achieve it. It's funny how ranking or expectation can alter our perception and our game. We start to believe that because others have predicted what will happen or who's going to be ranked or how those numbers work, that that's the way it's going to be. When I went out against players who were not as good as me, right, or maybe were ranked lower or seated lower, I made more mistakes. And I now know why. I wasn't as much focusing on winning because that was expected. I was playing safe. I was holding back and not playing to lose. My ego got in the way of my head. Our best self shows up when we go out and give the game, any game, all we have. We always want to play and coach to win. We always want to challenge ourselves to be better. That is our only 
true competition to be better than our yesterday self. Go out and blaze a trail without fear. That is when our best self shows up. This gave me discipline, commitment, and focus. And those life lessons are priceless to me today. And I have something that I have to admit. I'm not very proud of it. But again, you're getting to know me, so you might as well know all of me. But once again, it did play a role in my life. And I would not be who I am today without it. I was a straight A student all of my life until my junior year of high school. I was very social growing up, had a great group of friends that I still love to this day and had the best time, especially in my high school years. I would spend hours talking to my friends on the phone. And back then the phone was attached to the wall and the cord was attached to the phone. My last two years of high school, I was more of a C, C plus student. And my father was not happy to say the least. And I could remember my father saying words like this, Debbie, you better get a job that pays you to talk because all you want to do is talk and socialize with your friends. Hello. Hi. So I guess he was right. Thank God the universe had my back. I went to college and truth be told, I didn't have a ton of choices of colleges and universities to choose from. I chose, because everything is a choice in life, I chose to make socializing a priority over my academics. You know, I have learned so much from my children, all four of my incredible children. They have friendships, they play sports, they socialize, and my oldest child, Brooke, is even building her business at 22 years old while going to college full-time, and they all have straight A's. It's amazing, you know, as parents, our vision for our children is that they're better than us, right? They kind of have one level up. We want their lives to be leveled up from ours. So anyway, back to my story. I'm kind of a squirrel sometimes. I get off, but I'm, I'm always coming back. I was accepted and went to New England College. And here's another not-so-proud moment, but a very defining one. In fact, most would look at this as a complete failing moment. My perspective is so different now. I know that there are always gifts in the valleys. It's how we see it, how we learn from it, and how we use it for growth. We always have a choice to grow or retract. You guys, freshman year, my first semester GPA was a 1.7. I don't even want to repeat it. So if you missed it, you're going to have to rewind. Okay. I think my father was going to kill me and not literally on any level, but I knew he was going to be mad. My father never laid a hand on me, but let me ask you a question. Do any of you guys have a parent that has that look? Like you, you know, the look that I mean, the, the look that sends such a powerful message without one word coming out of their mouth that it needs no words and you actually scatter like a rodent. Okay. So yeah, that was the look. And the sad part was that I did not get a 1.7 for my grades. I got a 1.7 because of my attendance. From that point on, I went on to get good grades, but clearly that semester was bringing down my overall GPA. I decided to take an extra class in addition to my full-time workload to replace my F. I decided to take public speaking. I had no idea why. There was no specific reason why. I now know I was being led there. We all have signs throughout our lives. We all have a destiny. Do you believe that? 
I am so grateful that I had the courage to follow mine. I took the class. I got an A. And my friends, I fell in love. At the end of that class, I had to give a presentation in front of everyone. I stood up in front of the class with a microphone. I don't recall the amount of students it was in front of. I want to say it was like, like 20. But at that moment, there was an infliction point in my life. I will never forget that moment. I sat down. I looked at my friend sitting next to me and said, I have absolutely no idea what I am going to do for a living, but I see a microphone and millions of people. God just gave me a glimpse of my purpose and all I saw and all I felt to the core of my being was impact. I also want to share another infliction point that did occur during my college years. I sat in front of a doctor. I was scared and I was told there was very little chance that I would ever be a mother. He put his hand on my shoulder with extreme sensitivity and said, I am so sorry. Based on everything, at best, you have a 10% chance, if any, to be a mom. You guys, I was young. At that point, I knew I wanted to be a mom, but it wasn't in the forefront of my brain. I sat there, I felt broken, and I cried. I felt heartbroken and alone. And I don't remember the time frame. I don't know if I sat there for minutes or hours or days. All I remember is coming to the point that I stood up and said, absolutely not. I am going to be a mother. I don't care about the odds. I heard my chances. I knew the circumstances. I was told what was probable and I decided to cancel and erase. I decided right there and then I was not going to listen to the odds and I was going to defy them. I erased that conversation with the doctor from my mind. I continued to fill my mind with positivity. And when the time came after years of fertility and the help of an amazing doctor, I became a mom. I have four miracles. Miracles sometimes happen like freakish things, right? Unexplained events. Then there are the miracles that we create. I just completed reading The Miracle Equation by Hale Elrod, and I realized how this was one of the examples in my life that I became a miracle maven. I had and maintained unwavering faith and applied extraordinary effort over time. I was going to be a mom. I had the mindset that no matter how long it took, there was no other option. When we have things in our life that are important to us, they become our why. When the why is strong enough, the how shows up. Just figure it out because your mind is made up. There is nothing more powerful than a made up mind. I graduated college in four years and got a job in retail. I went on to be a trainer for CVS Pharmacy. I can remember vividly my last promotion, and it too was an infliction point in my life. Based on the new amount of responsibility and job performance, I was so excited to see the raise I was going to receive. I'm all about gratitude, but I have to admit I was a little disappointed to say the least when I heard the number. I had a conversation with my boss, he agreed, and he went back to his boss to see if he can get a new amount. It did go up. It went up 2%. But in my heart, I felt 
I was worth more. Have any of you ever felt that way? Here's another quick backstory, right? So it gives you a little bit more even impact of this conversation. I was married at the time. Brooke was one and I was pregnant with our second child. We sold our first home very quick. And while our second home was being built, we were living with my parents for six months. What a great way to save money, right? Well, now bring you back to the CVS Ray story. At this point that I'm having this conversation with my boss, we were living with my parents for only one month out of the six. So I still had five whole months to save money. The plan, right? I put that in parentheses in my head because sometimes the plan doesn't always happen, but what's meant to happen is even better than the plan. So the plan was that when we moved into our home, I was going to walk away from my job and be a full-time stay-at-home mom. So now I had a new job description, more responsibility, which meant more time away from Brooke for not a lot more compensation. I looked at my boss and said, I am worth more. And you know what he replied? Deb, I think you're worth a million bucks, but I can't pay you what you're worth. I can only pay you what the position's worth. And I said, well, I want to be paid what I'm worth. And he said, that doesn't exist. You guys, my reply said, you know, first of all, it felt like a very Jerry Maguire moment. And I quit right then and there. I knew in my heart, I would find something that I could earn what I believed I was worth. And that certainly wasn't in our six month plan, but it felt great. I walked out and I thought, I am going to find it. I'll get back to you. And at that point, I was a stay-at-home mom for five years. When I walked away from my job, I obviously also walked away from an income. And I always, since I was 13, always loved having an income, always loved creating earnings. So on paper, it seemed like we were living on one income. And on paper, it seemed like we could cover everything. But it's always those things that aren't on the expenses list, right, that add up quickly. Going out, taking in, birthday party, all these different things. So in addition to being a stay-at-home mom, I was watching children in my home to earn extra money for my family. I love my children. They are my absolute world. But here is a confession. I wanted more. And back then I felt a little bit guilty about it, which I now know is the lowest form of energy. So where was that coming from? Because here's the thing. It is okay to want more. In fact, in order to be our very best, it starts with us filling ourselves up first. That's how we give our very best to others. Being the best mother to my children meant growing into the person, the version, the next version of me. And I was feeling like a part of me had died. The fire, the drive, the ambition, the growth. So I started manifesting exactly what I wanted my life to look like. We have the ability to imagine a life, believe that it's possible for us and focus on it. What I wanted my life to look like was crystal and I had complete and unwavering faith that when the time was right, it would come to me. I went about my days full of gratitude for the present and full of possibility and vision for my future. My arms and my heart were open and in complete alignment. I was journaling and creating it in my mind, something I could build, effort-based business, grow, expand. And after a few years, I started a network marketing business. It was made for me. It was effort-based. It was in alignment with my values. And I was able to take all of my lessons, my discipline, my focus, my work ethic, my vision for life, all of it. And I got to work. 
I am in the top of my company. I'm in the top 1% where the results are not typical or average. I am in love with it. I've given keynote speeches in several countries, and I thank God every day for the person I am becoming. And here we are today. This is me. This is Debbie Neal. Over the years, my deep passion for inspiring others has driven me. I have a gift inside of my heart and soul, and it is time to share it with the world. I believe we are limitless. I believe we can do anything we want. My passion has become my purpose, and my purpose has become my mission to breathe possibility into others. We have one life, and we have absolutely no dress rehearsal. So often, we spend so much time focusing on our fears. The content on this show is going to be for everyone. It doesn't matter what you do for a living. It doesn't matter if you're a student or a coach or a teacher or an athlete or an entrepreneur or in corporate America. You know, I am such a big believer in the power of gratitude. Even writing some notes and taking some notes for this first episode made me realize how grateful I am for my life. Even the things that I look back on and I think they weren't so great, they were great. They propelled me to be great. So there's something in every day to be grateful for. And when we focus on what we're grateful for, we attract more of that into our lives. Being excellent, high standards, the more excellent we are in every single thing we do, it shows up in every single thing we do, doing your very best. You know, every day we have a choice to show up and be our best and do our best and give 100%. One of the things we're going to focus about is love in the grind. So I'm all about the journey and I'm all about, you know, what we're working for and the goal, but we need to realize it's in the grind. It's in the darkness. Like I want you to view yourself being in that gym, like in Rocky Balboa, when he was in that dirty old gym. There's no sparkle in the grind. Be willing to love it. Seeing the gift in everything, every adversity, every failure, every promotion, every person, every opportunity to learn, you know, use our failures as gateways to win. The only way to win is to fail. You know, we've heard failing forward. Like I look back and some of my greatest failures led me to my greatest wins. We're going to be talking about affirmations. I love affirmations. There's going to be shows just on affirmations because I believe these two words, I am, they're the most two powerful words in the universe. What we follow them with becomes our reality. It's our vision. I want us all to have a gigantic, bold, vibrant vision for our lives. Like I have such a big vision and belief. I love belief, right? So if this is your first time hearing me, like uh, belief has a sound, it has an energy. Our goal is to become 10 foot tall and bulletproof with our beliefs, our energy. We're going to focus a lot on energy, you guys. Energy is everything. It's what attracts people to you or repels people, right? Knowing your worth, filling yourself up with so much good and positivity that you starve the doubt. And here is what I want you to know about me. I am all in with you on this journey. I did not enter into this space to give it a try or give it a whirl. I came here to be with all of you, to give it everything I have. And I want to thank you 
for being here. You have absolutely no idea what it means to me. This is my first episode and you're here for it. We are going on a ride to heights that we can only dream about. I've seen this quote, and I'm sure many of you have seen it as well. If somebody offers you a seat on a rocket ship that's about to fly to new heights, don't ask any questions, just get in. So I want to thank you for getting in. I want to encourage you to buckle up and let's level up together. See you all on the next episode. I love you big. I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for listening and being here with me today. This show will be dropping every Monday. And on next week's episode, we will be talking about developing yourself into a winner. Please rate, review, and share. You can find me and the podcast at levelup.debbieneal on Instagram. And I want you to find me. I am on this journey with you. Like what hits you? What are your wins? Anything. Because one of my major goals is to be leveling up truly together. And I want to get to know you as well. Wishing you a powerful, incredible day.